The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Ooh, grass. My name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. This is episode 745, and I just destroyed and destroyed that new bit of grass. Episode 745 of Farlands or Bust, breaking out of the last episode's hidey hole, getting rid of some miscellaneous junk in my inventory. Where'd these come from? Get out of here. And continuing west towards these, these thar, them's far lands here in Minecraft beta 1.7.3. Through the sheep, through the fields of sheep, I say. For your Friday, July 12th, 2019. This one being recorded live on Twitch once again. And once again. The Far Lines or Bus charity goal has increased by an episode's worth of walking. The new file size of this Far Lines or Bus world is 27,681.74 megabytes. So that is the amount of dollars that I wish to raise for Direct Relief Charity as of this episode. And we are currently just uh, like $1,600 off at $26,088.58. Thank you, everybody. We have had a little bit of a surge, a Sergio of uh, of donations recently. Perhaps, as I mentioned in the last episode, a delayed response to those moderately viral posts about Far Lands or Bust on various random Reddit threads and things. I don't really understand how the internet works. Um, or perhaps just just a, a, a natural a natural uh, way of the world and, and people being interested in far lands or busts. That's probably what it is. People just like me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you everybody who keeps donating and quite a bunch of you asking questions. It also could be because in the last episode I'm like, hey, I don't have any questions. I need questions and donations to the charity. So maybe that's another reason. I'm going to go ahead and just take all the credit, if you don't mind. And I don't. Uh, but yeah, we are continuing west here in Minecraft Beta 173. We do not update the game because this is the last version of the vanilla game to uh, include the Far Lands. And by include, I mean it was really a bug, but not one anybody was ever expected to encounter in the in the normal playings of the game. And to that I say, nay, nay, and behold, I shall do such things as these. I'm actually going to start today today's episode by answering your question because I missed answering Cone Dodger's question at the end of the last episode. Ran out of time. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Cone Dodger 240 asks, Do you wish there was less early access games being released and more devs waited until the game was in a complete state to release? 
Do you find yourself getting frustrated with games that have game-breaking bugs, or is that part of the entertainment? When did backward hats become uncool? <laughs> ah, well, I'll tell you about the hats. Uh, as someone with too large of a cranium to be able to wear them, frontward or backward, they're pretty uncool on me, anyway. Um, to answer the specific question, I don't know. I don't know why a backwards hat is uncool. Now, if a Mini Cooper is wearing a backwards baseball hat, that makes it look kind of cool and unique in a weird, what's wrong with that car kind of way. But on people, I don't know. I have, ooh, I have no knowledge of fashion when related to casual sportswear and headwear in today's society. I did just buy a, <clears throat> a hiking hat with like a full brim and a little ventilated hat top area. That's real uncool. <laughs> That's real uncool, I say. Very uncool indeed. Um, yeah, so don't take my advice. Uh, but early access games, I... Hmm. Honestly, I think it was... I, I know it's not for sure 100%, but Minecraft, I think we can thank slash blame for early access really being a thing because it was being sold in, in early access form in a, in a kind of never-before-seen like, oh, pay less than full price full price now as the game is being developed in an alpha or beta state and then you end up getting all the game updates for free as the game continues to be developed i'm sure there were other games that did a similar thing but obviously none as wildly popular as minecraft became i mean back then there wasn't even an early access option on Steam or anything like that. Obviously, there were indie games. Was I don't even know if Itch.io was a thing back then. But, uh, yeah. And then games like Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, these were all games we had to, like, buy directly on the website. Like, through their PayPal account or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's certainly an extended... Extended. That's the wrong word. Expanding trend. I think as of now it has expanded to its full form. Um, and it's actually starting to infiltrate the AAA video game uh, market, I guess. Uh, look out like a game like Fallout 74. Very broken, very incomplete and boring. This is all hearsay because I've never played it, but just everything I've read and seen and heard about it. Um, and this by Bethesda, a major developer. And now they're like slowly taking the feedback and trying to fix it. But in that scenario, it might already be too late. And they were already, they were charging full price. <laughs> that, that, that was very much 76, 74, whatever. The Fallout one that looks exactly 
I saw that game, like footage of the gameplay, and I'm like, did they just remake Seven Days to Die? Like that's how it looked. And I and I'm, as if you may know, I'm not a fan of the way Seven Days to Die looks. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Dirt Dirt Rally, the first Dirt Rally was technically early access, and that one was offered for quote unquote cheaper than a full price game as it was being developed. Uh, the current Dirt Rally 2, full price game, $60, but has included a lot of DLC and season passes and content updates. And I don't know if early access is to blame, but it certainly seems in the right theme of this push towards games as a service where you can buy a full-price, brand-new, supposedly fully-finished game, but then in order to keep receiving new or interesting or a fully-fledged story or content, you need to subscribe to seasons of content releases. And if you don't do that, that's almost like the opposite of early access. It's like pay full price now for an incomplete game, and then keep paying as we sort of complete it for you. Uh, and if not enough people pay to have it completed, then we'll simply abandon the project and you'll be left with an incomplete game. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's tough to say. I mean, in it depends on how the developers react and enact changes updates, the pricing structure, the, the early access nature of it. Because Astroneer, that was fun. All those weird wacky bugs we experienced in the early access versions of, of Astroneer, that was good times. But also, even though it was early access, it felt like a complete game. <laughs> like, it, even though there were bugs, it just felt like a complete game. There was a lot to do. Uh, it just had bugs that needed to be ironed out, and some bugs that were honestly fun to have. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a... I think I think the problem comes in like I've been... Oh, hello! Uh, bye! <laughs> the... Uh, when it's early... when it's early access, and like that's your first impression of a game, and it's too early access, where it's missing stuff, or it is completely broken, or you can't figure out, or, or like the main core gameplay isn't complete. I'll play those games and I'll be like, well, I'm probably never going to return to this game. And, and this is in my mind, even if it does one, two, whatever years from now get completely finished, and maybe ends up being a good game, this first impression will be all I know of this game and I will never see it again. So that's a problem, I think. But uh, let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. And awakeness and early accessness. So yeah, it's really tough to say. It's really difficult to say. Uh, I mean, it's, it is indeed a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, I mean, we've we've ran into a few games recently that aren't saying they're in early access, but seem like they're still in development. 
and seem like they're still not com feature complete or, or content complete. And that that's just reversely confusing, I suppose you could say. Um, and it's hard to know what to think of that situation where it's where where if it had been early in early access, I might have forgiven it some of its 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 its, uh, its lackings. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's tough to say. I I don't think. I don't think that the big... I think early access, excuse me, was best and is best with indie-developed games, like your Astroneer or whatever, because it kind of served as a... instead of a one-time Kickstarter to fund your video game project, it served as a continual Kickstarter that funded the further development. When you're a big triple-A... Uh, uh, gaming studio, your funding should come from publisher. And if it's not, or if it is, but then you're also early accessizing your video games, uh, that, that feels like double dipping uh, as far as... I don't, I don't know much about the video game industry, I guess, behind the scenes. Seams? Scenes as well. Or seams. Uh, those sorts of things. Yeah, Jim Sterling is a better <laughs> channel to, to watch in regards to the, the business. Giving him the business. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't think it's frustrating. I don't think it's frustrating uh, to me. But... Like, like, I don't get so invested in games where I'm like, I'm so excited this game is coming out, and then it gets released in early access, and it's like, oh, I'm so sad because it's not working the way I want it to, and I wish they would have just waited for it to be fully completed. I don't think I've ever run into that. I've avoided games because of that. I avoided No Man's Sky, even though it wasn't released in early access. That's one of the games that was fully released at full price. And it was kind of early access, like, that should have been early access. But then the following year, when they did do a bunch of updates, and I did pick it up, I'm like, okay, this is a more complete game. Eh, still had a lot of problems. And they're, they're again, this summer, I think, planning another big update. I don't know what is planned with it, or if I'll even return to it. But, yeah. That is the way that cookie crumbles. Thank you very much, Cone Dodger, for uh, that question and your patience in waiting for this episode to get it answered. I do have some news about the internet. I bought it. The entire internet is mine. Uh, no. <laughs> That's why Twitter is down. I shut it down. Make it, make it go to timeout. It's done. No, um, I talked about this previously years ago, but uh, one Hank Green started uh, a, a company called, well, a company, a, a foundation, a, an organization called the Internet Creators Guild. Uh, and this was, when did this start? 2015 or something like that. It was right mostly on the heels of YouTube Bread being announced and all the confusion 
and doublespeak from YouTube about what that meant for monetization and uh, full-time YouTubers. Uh, it was also around the times when there was a lot of confusion about contracts and Twitch contracts and and and, and those sorts of things and NDAs and whatever. And it was also uh, a time when um, there was a third point I was about to make. Oh, yeah, like copyright companies using copyright maliciously. They still do and have always, but content ID system overhauls, things like that. The, the Internet Creators Guild was not a union per se, but a like an industry, an industry, what do I want to call it? Guild, I suppose, membership for, for those in the content creation industry to be a member of and supposedly benefit from this organization being a knowledge base and an advocacy group, thank you, for the content creators. Because previously, and still, uh, we're all just out here on our own. <laughs> There's no... Uh, oh, that was the other point I was going to make. Uh, MCMs, uh, the the multi-level marketing <laughs> scams. No, the, uh, the networks um, that were... You know, you were signing with a network. Channels were signing with networks, and then, uh, and then getting screwed over because they owned all of their content, and then they were dropped and lost access to their channels, and got or monetization deals, or or got no monetization deals, or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was it was an advocacy group, uh, not a union, um, because I mean there were dues, and I did sign up. Um, but yeah, and, and for the first couple of years, they were doing things. They were talking with YouTube. Um, I found a bit of a problem with being, you know, Hank Green is part of the Vlogbrothers, uh, and one of the people, uh, who started, as I was just mentioning, VidCon is going on right now. So while they, they certainly have been, the Green Brothers, the Vlogbrothers, uh, have been more critical, openly critical, of YouTube and its policies and its management and its decisions, they're still kind of in bed with them. So you might hear criticism from them every now and again, but it is it is quickly and, and easily seemingly like glossed over. And that was a problem. There was this one supposedly uh, town hall meeting with uh, members of, of the YouTube content ID team uh, that you could participate in like a live Google Hangout or whatever they did. Uh, and I submitted some questions. And a lot of people, if you're a member of the ICG, uh, submitted questions. I wasn't able to watch it live, so I wanted to watch what their answers were. Uh, but, oops, sorry, YouTube said that the archive of that stream isn't available and there's no... There was no uh, complete transcript or anything like that. So that was disappointing. And it's like, why? That seems a little bit convenient, <laughs> right? Were some things brought up that they would rather not have been brought up? I don't know. But anyway, uh, I've been a member mostly to kind of support what I thought their mission would be. And yeah, that airplane. Woo! We're under attack. Ba -ba 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 -bow. Um, 
<laughs> that was supposed to be a machine gun and not a air horn. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, regardless of all this jibba-jabba, uh, just got an email earlier this week from the Internet Creators Guild saying that they, they will be shutting down and uh, memberships will be being refunded for whatever prorated amount of months a membership would be uh, would have had left. Uh, they're citing because they have not been able to uh, find a way to, to maintain funding to support the staff necessary to continue the mission. Um, I actually, weirdly, and perhaps appropriately, and I wasn't the only person who thought this, last month I canceled my membership from renewing, uh, which I think it was going to renew this month in July, um, because I had noticed how they hadn't been up to much. They hadn't been producing their podcast anymore. They hadn't been posting things on their Twitter. I don't think their Twitter had anything on it since 2017. And I'm like, well, this feels good to be part of this. And there was, there was like a Slack group for a while uh, where like all the members, you could start different threads and, and forums and things. But I never, I never went into that much. Um, I never uh, participated too much in that stuff, except for when they lost the archive of that YouTube interview. And I was like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I so so that that happened. Um, it's, I think it's a it's a loss, but only in. It's a loss in. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like, a tangible loss, but in a symbolic. It's a symbolic loss, uh, and even in their letter, saying that they're shutting it down, that they hope someone or something else may start up and continue the mission and they they list out all the current problems that they feel still exist in content creation and and the problems aside from funding that they ran into and one of the and to their credit one of the problems they saw was that they their hands were tied because like I said they are kind of dependent on and in bed with YouTube and and the big uh, platforms like that, that when issues would arise, they couldn't voice out as much as they probably should have been able to as an advocacy group uh, because they were beholden to NDAs and, and contracts and things like that. So, yeah, let's go to sleep. And awakeness. And awakeness. And continuing on this. So yeah, that's a shame. I do feel like if there probably isn't going to be just because the creator community has become so fractured. A lot of people have bailed out of YouTube. A lot of people are on Twitch. Twitch is doing a lot of grabby, grabby things with their affiliates and partnerships and and there's... Uh, just watching certain affiliates try to become partners uh, and, and the hell they have to go through is kind of, uh, you know, they, they have a monopoly. They don't have to be beholden to anybody and the decisions they make can make no sense and, and be not fair. Um, uh, also, I guess, relatedly, I noticed that uh, Mixer, what was once Beam, but is now Microsoft's Mixer, kind of Twitch competitor, 
even though they have barely like 8% the market share, uh, has laid off, just laid off a bunch of their staff, their creative staff, uh, for, for all of their, what I thought was the most viewed content was their, their own mixer branded content channels, news and, and shows and things, uh, laid off a whole bunch of those people, uh, suddenly. And that's a bummer, but it's Microsoft and, and, uh, it's also interesting seeing those accounts not being openly critical and also the verbiage all all of my friends who worked there they were never employees of microsoft and this is a lot of the case in in the tech world when you get hired by let's say microsoft or amazon you're not hired by them you're hired through a third party contractor so the contractor pays you, the contractor gives you your benefits. And then when your contract is up, Microsoft can determine whether or not they want to renew that contract. So their contract was up and they were not renewed. So they weren't laid off, so Microsoft doesn't have to pay a severance or unemployment. Because they're not employees of Microsoft, they're employees of this third-party contractor. And the contractor is probably, they're not considered full-time salaried employees. They themselves are considered like temp work or temp workers or something like that. I don't know. It's all not good. <laughs> it's all fishy, I say. And uh, yeah, I do feel like a Internet Creators Guild would need to have more teeth if anything is to resurface again. I would imagine something more along the lines of an EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, who employs and hires legal experts and, and lawyers um, to, uh, to to uh, support their causes and, and their literal legal battles and, and, and things like that. But... Uh, but yeah, that, that was just interesting and kind of like a, huh, I just, you know, like just because I literally just canceled renewing my membership, uh, I'm like, huh, okay, well, I, that's not unexpected, but uh, it's just one of those things that I remember actually, uh, I knew I was hesitantly optimistic about it, um, and, and that hesitation certainly, although much belated, has, has come to fruition. Indeed. Indeed. Speaking of assholes, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, I had this thought. I had a thought running in my head because I was driving around with the SVX and I encountered an asshole. And you know the saying? The saying is, if you encounter an asshole every now and again, that's that's life. They're out there. It, it's fine. You'll you'll get over it and they'll whatever go on existing if you encounter assholes all of the time every day then that means you're the asshole um i encountered like very little very tiny tiny little minuscule minor thing here in washington we have uh what are they called where they limit the rate of people getting on the highway metered, metered on-ramps. 
and I was getting on and on ramp, and it was a traffic time, so it was metered, so there's a little red light uh, that you'll, instead of just directly merging into the highway, you wait at the red light, and then one green light equals one car go. Uh, and there's there's two lanes, so left lane gets green light, left lane go, right lane get green light, right lane go, so it alternates. I was at a red light waiting to be allowed onto the highway. Uh, there was a truck to my left of me. The truck received a green light, so he went. And then the asshole came into play, followed right behind the truck without waiting for his own green light, essentially skipping their way in line ahead of me. I got my green light. I went, I tailgated him for a few seconds to let him know he was an asshole, and then got on with my life. I don't understand how people who make those decisions carry themselves through life. They clearly are lacking any sort of definitely external empathy or even regard considering they think perhaps they are their most important thing, the center of their own universe. And it got me thinking about a term I heard a little bit ago, uh, of a, what is it called? Neo, neologism, neologialism, neo, a neologism, <laughs> a new word, this, a, a word that was invented to describe something that didn't have a word to describe it yet. And and the word I'm thinking of is Sonder. Sonder apparently was coined in 2012. Uh, Sonder, to Sonder, it's like a verb, uh, I think, uh, is the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. It's, it's that idea that the checkout cashier at the grocery store has lived an entire life that doesn't... They're not just an extra in your life. You're an extra in their life, <laughs> you know? It's that sort of... And I think a lot of that comes with... Uh, empathy, I guess. Um, not thinking you're the center of the universe. And, and, and that person who skipped in line ahead of... Uh, you know, the, uh, the gated, the gated, the, uh, the, the red light at the, at the on-ramp. I, I, I just have a feeling like that person and people like that don't, have, have never saundered <laughs> in their entire life. They, they've never even stopped to consider that fact. And I kind of think I stop to consider that fact too often, to the point where it actually hinders, my saunder hinder hinders my, perhaps, day-to-day -day life. Um, I get trapped in that thought very often. And, and even I remember as a kid thinking that thought about inanimate objects, like feeling bad for a stuffed animal if I don't display it on my bed, or it's like in a box, or, or in, a, in a chest, thinking that it's like all alone, <laughs> you know? Um, even like... It, I remember I had a, a, a helium balloon. I don't know where I got it from, but I accidentally let it go and it floated off into the sky. That bummed me out for a week. <laughs> like, oh, this balloon just was trying to live its own life. It got inflated and I was going to take it home and it was going to be my balloon. 
and it was gonna live a wonderful life with me, but now its entire purpose has been destroyed because I let it go and it is forever alone, floating into the wistful nothingness and eventually popping and returning to a little 18 cents piece of, piece of, piece of uh, rubber balloon, I thought that about. Um, and I think about that about animals too. Uh, like whenever I see an animal get killed on an animal planet or whatever nature show I'm on, I'm like, oh dang, that was like, that was some other animals, like that animal got born and was like raised by the pack and the herd and now some lion is eaten on its intestines. It didn't get to be the animal it deserved to be. So I don't know. It's uh, like, I'm sure there's a pendulum of like, and I don't know what that is. Is that, is that related to anxiety or, or some sort of other social uh, uh, brain stuff <laughs> that that where you where you end up like concocting entire just lives for people and things and and like worrying about that maybe not worrying is the wrong word but just like dwelling on it too much to the point where it makes decisions about your own actions in life difficult um, but I just thought about that in relation to to I don't know I hope it's not half if if like half of the world's people are the kind of person to skip in line at a at a uh, at a at a highway on-ramp and have no regard no sonderage towards others uh, that would be a bleak that would be a bleak uh, outlook on, on, on the world, wouldn't it? I hope that's not the case. And I certainly hope none of, none of, those, none of those people are, are watching my, my content here. I hope you all take time to saunter uh, every day. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, that just struck me and I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to get it out. I wanted to get it out in, into the open, into the oxygen. Like, yeah, even like the idea that like, oh, I'm, I'm just an extra. I'm just a background noise to these other people's lives or whatever. Um, but then it also goes along with the social anxiety where because I, hello, Wolfie, because I think too much about it and I think too much about, quote unquote, the lives of other people, that then, like, I get self-conscious and, and that sort of applies to like, well, everybody, you know, I tripped and fell here. Everybody's going to think about that for the rest of their lives. The idiot who tripped and fell in the grocery store or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a definite, there's a whole, a whole psychiatry uh, class that I'm sure could, could be investigated related to these sorts of things but uh but yeah anyway sonder i knew there was a word that somebody made i thought it was like one of these like you know like the uh, there's a there's a japanese word for watching the light come through the trees in a forest that doesn't exist in english i thought it was one of those but apparently it's just one of these neologisms <laughs> i need to know how to say neolo there, there needs to be a new word for neologism i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Do what to him now? Uh, anyway, regardless of that, farlandsabus.com is where you can donate to Direct Relief Charity 
getting us closer to our ever-changing goal with every episode we record here. And I do appreciate everybody who has donated. I have so many more questions, but I can always use more for Alangibus.com. My name is Kurt. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you next time. Twitch is doing a lot of grabby, grabby things. <laughs>